Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Lisa Hu. Lisa is the founder at Lux and Nix, a company that designs bags for the woman on the go and out to make a difference. That's me, baby. Hi. Hi. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am very good. So um, I got to meet you through TEDx and through our buddy, Brett Schnicker, who was literally just here at the studio with me on another podcast. So we're in good company. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In fact, we actually met even before then, before I even really started this company in the very, very beginning stages. Really? At George Slaughter's event. I don't know if you remember. That was a couple years ago. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was a while ago. At that time, I was in like formation stages. I mean, so many things have happened um, since those days. That was still me just exploring and wondering how do I make all of this happen. Well, um, it so. was kind of a whirlwind there, Lisa, because what were you doing before this? Uh, I was in corporate finance. So I uh, was uh, a finance executive and that was my life. I had um, gotten my master's and gotten my CPA. Um, so I was doing accounting for most of my career. And um, not anymore. It's kind of funny. It's not very, anymore. You, you have gone into a completely different direction. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, and it's, you know, it's a very interesting transition. And, you know, I'm first time entrepreneur in my family. Um, I come from a very conservative type, like as in like they don't uh, like to take risks. Uh, they uh, like to just kind of be stable as you go. They were very proud of me up until the point I was like, hey, I'm going to leave corporate America and do something a little bit different. Um, and so that's, you and know, they were good with it. Was, they weren't a little nervous for you, like, oh, you got a good study oh, thing going on there, were, Lisa. I mean, no, they, yeah, no, they were, uh, they were very nervous. In fact, uh, my family still till this day do not quite understand what I do. Um, and, <laughs> you know, that's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I come from a very conservative Asian culture and, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that it's hard to explain to people that come from very supportive families. Um, so my family, they're very supportive, but their way of showing how they support is like, have you ate yet? Um, do you, <laughs> so now it's funny. Now my mother's always like, do you, do you need me to buy you dinner? <laughs> like, <laughs> you like, you well, obviously are starving, honey, because you aren't doing yeah, the financial clearly. thing anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it, it went from a very different like tone of like, oh my God, you're doing so great because I had this, you know, a perception of success because I had this good finance career with, you know, going to eight from eight to five type of job um, with a steady income to, hey, to, today's great. Tomorrow, oh, COVID happened. Okay, you know what? We'll, we'll get through this. And the day after, we'll bounce right back, you know? And it's, you know, it's just a, a roller coaster that uh, that most people uh, from my culture have a harder time understanding because their, their relative um, ideal of success is very different. And I, I don't really want to limit that to just the Asian culture. I think that happens prevalently through a lot of different cultures or um, a lot of different families as well. So um, 
I, I'm probably just sharing a bit of my own experience. Well, um, but and I front. agree though. I think that there's a thing of, you know, I mean, I'm a parent of an 18 year old. I don't know what she's going to end up doing, you know, but there's a part of me that, that is like, oh, I just hope that she decides what she's going to do so we can get her on that path. But mm-hmm. then there's another part of me that's like, well, I was like 40-something before I figured out what I was going to actually <laughs> do. So. Yeah, I mean, I think we all are there. I, I truly believe that as we grow older, we're never really mature. No one really ever knows exactly what they're doing. Right. They, some people just, you know, pull, or try to pull it off like they do. Um, when, you know, we're all just big kids at heart, you know? There you go. We're all yeah. To figure out what we're, we're going to grow up and be. Um, you know, and I, even the most successful people out there are, it's, it's, it's just a, um, a way to, it's just a front. It's just, you know, you don't really know what they're like. I'm going to act like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm, exactly. I'm making and, it up as I go along. <laughs> right. That's the beauty of it, though. Like, that's it, what makes it fun. <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine if you knew exactly what you're going to do for the rest of your life? And it's like, oh man, like it, 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 that would drive me nuts. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. But tell me how you went from the financial world to going, I am going to design beautiful bags for women. Like how how did this happen? (laughs) Um, I was, I was doing so much at that time. I was, um, you know, I would get up at five o'clock in the morning, head straight to the gym um, head straight to, um, work, which I was, you know, I, I was working on growing my career and, um, you know, I was being, I was successful at doing it. I was just continuously growing the, uh, up the corporate ladder and, but I was back, I was just constantly in meetings or doing work. Um, but I would do that. I would travel for work. Um, and then also in the evenings I would do my MBA. So I was getting my MBA from WashU at the time. And on the weekends, yeah, on the weekends, I also did some consulting gigs. So I was just kind of like going, 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 going. And, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. And at the time, I was like carrying, um, you know, a bag with my uh, with my workout clothes, with hair dryer, and then also another bag with, you know, my computer, my work files, um, another bag with, you know, lunch, You're and then a bag another lady. plastic bag for my heels, <laughs> you know, like my life was full of bags and I was just looking for, you know, just one bag that looked really polished and, you know, made me look like I was, you know, for, I, I believe that you always dress for the part that you want to be. Um, and so I wanted to be a corporate executive and, um, and I was on well on my way to do that. And, um, during that process, um, you know, I was just, it, it was, you know, right around the time of like when you're 30, I think that's when you hit a moment where you're like, Hey, is this what I'm supposed to do with my life? Um, I feel like it is. Everyone's cheering me on, or at least I think I am. People are, <laughs> seem like, my, they seem my happy. family loves the fact that, you know, I'm, you know, in corporate finance and I'm doing great. I'm giving an MBA. Um, so I was like on this road of accomplishment, accomplishment, accomplishment. And then I was like working till, you know, I was you know, a hard worker. I was working till midnight one night. Um, and I was like, man, I'm looking at a list of people that are being let go. Um, Cause you know, I was, you know, I was doing the, the finance side of things um, and they were going through restructuring and all at the same time, it's midnight. Um, I'm working my butt off and I'm like, is this making an impact? You know, like, 
you know, these people that have been with the company for over 20 years are being let go. Um, I'm here working my butt off. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm getting accomplished on the surface level of things, but I wasn't really happy, you know? Right. And I was like, well, what is like, what's wrong with this picture here? What am I doing that um, I'm doing? I'm productive. I'm growing my career. I'm making good money. Um, and I, I have good friends and everything seems perfect. It was just too perfect. Well, yeah. and honestly, Lisa, if you're going to work yeah. till midnight, work for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't really, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was just like, man, I got to, you know, show the executives. I was, um, you know, a hard worker, hard contributor. Right. Um, and I was worth my salt and you know, just everything. Um, but truth be told, I was also like one of the uh, few female uh, directors at that level. And, you know, and so like there was a lot of disconnects and a lot of different things that I was, you know, telling myself that was a not um, not a not a lie, but like a, maybe a misconception of how I viewed the reality of the world. Right. And I, I wanted to one thing I didn't know was like I was like, I want to make an impact. I want to make a difference. I don't know how. I don't know why. Um, but I hit that point in my life where I'm like, what am I doing? Um, you know, and I, I looked at my boss at the time. I was like, I don't know if I want your job. I don't know. Ah, you know, that, that right. feel like that's you know, that the, was the point supposed like, to be where you want to be in five years. Right. And right. you didn't want to be there. Yeah. And, um, and then also thinking on, it was a culmination of different things. Um, so I, I, and then, you know, all the same time I just got down with my MBA. So I had all this free time apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so I was like, well, I, I kind of want this bag. I want this bag to happen. And I looked in the market, I couldn't, um, I couldn't find it. So I fast forward, I went into trying to create sketches of what I wanted this bag to look like. It, you know, the first bag was like literally a unicorn of things It had, you know, every imaginable feature or, you know, function you can think of, um, which I managed to get most of it in, which is pretty impressive now That's that I cool. look back on it. Yeah. And um, I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, one thing led to another and um, I have to say, and the, the scariest part during this journey was just actually just quitting was the yeah. day that I went into my boss's office and I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about leaving. He was like fully expecting me to say, I'm going to a different company. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm gonna, going to my own company. Yeah. I want to sell bags <laughs> or create bags. And you know, like he was like, do you know anything about this? So it's like, Nope. No, but I am well educated. Yeah, I'm very well educated in everything else but this field, but I'm going to give it a shot. Um, and so, you know, I, I think uh, the, the, the interesting thing about not having, um, not having relatives that are entrepreneurs is no one is there to tell you how hard it is. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, well, it's just, so, I, I have often said it's a self-help course. Like if you want to learn everything about yourself and have to, I, I say, dig deep, you have to dig deep. Right. You it, it hits you at every level. You do not need to get any self-help books. All you need to do is become an entrepreneur. And you, if you figure all your stuff out along the way, you'll, you'll do good. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I, it's almost, I feel like I've learned so much more in the past couple years, it's been a few years now, um, than I have in my MBA course. 
you know, that says something that speaks right. volumes to what you learn through this process. Well, it's process. real world, right? So you're applying, yeah, it it's is. real world. So one of the things that you've done, and I mean, I, I find, I just love everything about what you're doing. Not only are you designing these beautiful bags, but your audience, your customers, they have a say and what happens oh, yeah, yeah. with the bags? <laughs> Are you talking about our uh, the latest Origami 5000 yes, line? Yes, yes, talk doing? about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, super exciting. So we are, well, this all culminated through this process of me thinking like, well, everything's changing right now. Um, you know, we have, um, I'm thinking about what products are we going to create this fall? And then I'm like, man, I know what I want. I probably know what my friends want. You know, Mish, I can reach out to you and ask you. What, what do you want, Miss? But <laughs> power is in the numbers. And so, um, so I'm like, I want to really find out what do you like <laughs> you learn in statistics, the more data points you can gather, the more information you'll understand. So I was like, well, can I, you know, kind of crowd, like crowdsource this idea with, um, you know, the beautiful minds of 5,000 different women, right? Um, which is where how, how the name came about origami 5000, and get all of their, like this brain trust together to say, what do you want? What are the features? Um, what are the materials? What are the colors, which is this next poll that we're about to do? Um, what are all these little things? And we're actually going to do like, um, like quotes too inside. So people get to ultimately vote on the, the inspirational quote, which is something that I'm really big on cool. um, is, you know, inspiring women to, to do, be more productive and do more. Um, and having all that culminate into something that's like meaningful and intentional. Um, you know, you hear all this, these things about, Hey, fast fashion is really bad for the environment. And what we're trying to do here is just kind of slow that down and be like, we're creating intentional products. We're going to use eco as much eco-friendly material as possible. And on top of that, these are um, for this batch for the origami 5,000 batch, we're only producing the amount that's being pre-ordered. And so that's very different. It's, wow, it's that very is different to what is, yeah, what people are doing um, in the mass market. And so I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm also very interested in finding out what happens. I like that though. So it's like yeah. you have to. We're not going to have leftovers. We're not going to have leftovers. That's yeah. awesome. And not why a, do you call them origami? So these bags fold completely flat. So there was actually. Um, about eight different categories of products that I was having people vote on. So it went from like, it went from not just bags, but it had like jewelry, like accessories, candles, um, clothing items. And people ultimately still trusted Lux and Nix to make bags. So it's a, it's a compliment. Yeah. I take that as a compliment. So they chose um, the origami line. So we had a uh, origami 1.0 essentially um, that, you know, looks very different. It folds, it's weather resistant. Um, it kind of uh, expands out. You can do a lot of different things with it. Um, and they chose that. And what we're doing with that is creating the extended family line because we have one size. And what you really want to do is be able to provide versatility. So right. larger size and then a mini size, which um, to be honest, all these polls actually made me think about even the origami 1.0. Originally, I thought that was like, oh, it's it's great. Um, not to say that it's not great, but I'm like, man, like now that I'm reading all these polls, you know, I'm going to rethink how I design not just this line, not just origami 1.0, but all the products that I have, the second version, making it 
ever so better, making it ever so more useful. Um, because many times we have all these wants, but there's like a few key features that are, just makes that big difference exactly. in how you use the product or um, what really matters to people. You know? so, so what are some of the features that are winners? Oh my God. I, you know, I use a 15 inch laptop and I didn't think it was like a, um, a big deal to a lot of women, but a 15 inch laptop compartment, I, I think we're actually, you know, for a period there, we were seeing technology go smaller and smaller. Right. Um, but as remote work is becoming more prevalent, people are favoring, you know, bigger items even. Um, so 15 inch laptop compartment was really interesting. Um, cell phone pocket. Yeah, um, was very interesting. Um, uh, there were a lot of people that um, wanted the so luckily on our origami bag, we already had that design in place, which is the uh, a luggage strap for oh, you know, to go right. on to your luggage. Okay. Yeah. So the origami 5000, the current one, actually, the current one design that we have already has that in place. So I can easily translate that to an extended family line. It's uh, it's kind of hidden. Um, so that was really interesting. That means people are traveling or even with um, COVID happening Getting right now, ready to go looking, travel again. Like it's going to happen again. Ready. It will. It's going to happen again. Um, I, you know, it's just, it's crazy thinking about what's happening, which is like traveling, be, traveling became, went from be, uh, luxury to um, right now, just, uh, they're, they're just waiting for it. They're waiting for it to, to open up. Um, right. I know it might take some time, but you know, those are indications that people are, not saying, oh, one thing that was really interesting, um, I was like, okay, um, with everything that's going on right now, with masks in place, with um, sanitation measures in place, surely they must be looking for pockets to hold those items. It was one of the lowest scoring items. Really? So I don't need a place for the yeah. mask. I'm not going to be wearing that forever. Got you. Yeah, exactly. That's a mentality. So people, people are fighters. These women, they're fighters. They're like, I'm not going to let this you know, take me down and make me think that this is the world that we live in. Right. You know, you right. betcha as soon as things open back up, you know, they're going to be out there. And um, that's really cool. It's really cool to hear that from, you know, our Optimism. audience. I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. can I ask you um, some interesting questions? I have interesting yeah, questions for absolutely. you. Um, sure so where are you from originally? I was uh, born in, well, <laughs> My birth certificate says something different than uh, where I was actually born. Oh, so well, let's hear this, Lisa. <laughs> so, so, um, so, uh, so I was born in the city called Hai'an, um, China. Okay. It's, um, it's in mainland China. It is uh, tr literally translates to seaside. So, ah. yeah, um, so, so I, you know, I was, my family, my, uh, my family is originally from there. Um, but I, my birth certificate actually says Nanjing, China. So that's like five hours away. Nanjing used to be the capital of China before, uh, the communist regime came in and took it over. And so, um, long story short, um, it's related to, um, this thing called Hukou, which is uh, a zip code related, um, uh, you can look it up. It's H-U-K-O-U. But it's basically saying at one point, um, people were limited to, like, where they work, where they reside is limited to what your huko is allowed you to be at. Got you. So um, my parents put me, my my zip code, um, like, they wanted my zip code to be 
in Nanjing, which is a big city, compared to Han, which is a very little town. And, um, you know, just like 10, 20 years ago, well, I'm a lot older than that, 30 years ago, um, people were, you know, the the mobility was restricted based on your zip code, um, your social really? economic status in the world in that country was based on your zip code and um it wasn't really opened up until the last like you know i would say like 20 years 15 20 years and so um and so that's why my parents made a uh you know at the time they they're they're well educated in china so they were able to move uh and you know i, I never really completely understood how they did it but they were able to move um, their work resident zip code to Nanjing. And so um, what happened was my mother was still pregnant with me in Nanjing, but she went back to Seaside to uh, give birth to me. And I was there for a month um, so that she could be around family, whatnot. But so I was actually born there. But she, as soon as she, uh, as soon as a month went by, she went back to Nanjing to uh, solidify my zip code and everything like that to ensure that I could have more options i think you know it's, um, now I mean, it's not it's not like that anymore but so it's it's, it's, it's it's kind of the same here i mean the, like the zip code you're born in can determine a lot for you yeah you yeah know? so I mean, imagine if you can't move though. right imagine if that's not even the option that's interesting um, yeah yeah very very interesting oh, cool so right. that's a long story to no, your no, question no. <laughs> I, this is why i asked that question so yeah um uh, tell us what Lux and Nix means. I thought this was so interesting. <laughs> uh, so Lux and Nix is uh, a Greek representation for light and night, um, <laughs> which is very interesting how the name came about. I was, um, you know, I was still in that process of exploring what I want to do. Um, I was um, on my way back from, you know, a seamstress shop and I was on my way back from talking to um, a local bag maker who is no longer doing it anymore. Um, and I was driving on Highway 40. I'm like, man, like, what is this that I'm doing? Um, am I, should I be doing this? Just pondering all those life questions and all the same time trying to figure out what the name of the brand should be. And I, it was on Highway 40. I remember clearly I saw this beautiful sunset. It was a pink sunset, hence our color is that mauve pink. Um, and I was like, it's got, the name's got to have something to do with a transition in time. Um, Cause this feels very, um, it's very signaling or it's very, it's a pivotal moment for where I was. And I feel like a lot of people go through those pivotal moments in life. And it's just a short burst of like deciding between daytime and nighttime or light and night and, you know, making a pivot. Um, and so that's how the name came about. Oh, I went back home and I started searching for what's a what's something that could represent light and night or, or sorry, like or, you know, that afternoon time. And, you know, I, I you know, when you, you start Googling something, you kind of end up on the other side of right. Google and you don't even know how you end up there. <laughs> so I <laughs> ended up in Greek mythology and hence that. So I was like, oh, there's a goddess of uh, light, Lux and goddess of night, Nyx. And that's how it came about. Well, that's so much better than, story. well, I was working <laughs> night and day and then. <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. I love it. I love the name. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's say that you and I are going to, we're going to go travel to China together. Where are you taking mm -hmm. me first? Ooh, interesting question. Um, I probably would take you to the very, very countryside because 
um, you know, if you go to like something like Shanghai or Beijing, it's very um, metropolitan. You know, it's starting to feel um, very much like, um, you know, like a fast, like paced big city. You know, right. you get that feeling. Right. Um, but I think there's something to seeing what, because majority of China still lives in, I would say, poverty uh, okay. compared to uh, the the relatively affluent um, sec- sector of China. So um, I feel like there's something to learning a culture that is beyond what you see on the surface. Um, I'm, you know, I think it gets to the root of, you know, what that culture is. You see and learn so much more about, you know, a country other than, you know, the the sexy side of it. It's like, you know, most people come to America, they want to go to New York, you know, right. but like right. the rest of the U.S., there's so much more to explore. In fact, the countryside, there's like scenery that you won't see in the big cities. There's food you won't be able to taste in the big cities. Yeah, you're going to see poverty, but that's okay because you know what? That's real. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, and um, and the big cities are kind of like, hey, like, you know, I I would say that's the first place I would go. But, you know, big cities, of course, there's a lot of history there as well. And there's great things to see there as well. Um, But, you know, I think that um, many people should just take the the windy road, take the less seen path and um, explore because that's where you learn the most and that's where you grow. And, you know, I think people are better when they um, get to see more of, of um, like be amongst the people, people, right. You know that. Right. And, and, and I got to tell you, every time I've traveled, I tend to stay somewhere off the beaten path so I can like hang out with locals because you do learn a lot more. Yeah, you do. You you learn so much. Um, and so, yeah, so to your question, it's probably somewhere in the countryside where, you know, it's not, you know, the most metropolitan, but it's where you get the most human um, interactions and human feels. I love it. I love it. So tell everybody where they can find out more about you and Lux and Nix. Yeah, so you can definitely check us out online. It's um, luxandnix.com, L-U-X. A-N-D-N-Y-X.com. And if you're interested in giving us input for our Origami 5000, uh, it's just luxandnix.com slash build because um, it's a it's a concept of building it together, um, which I'm super excited about. And I, I'm like, we already got all these feedback back on features. We have uh, quite a few more polls to go, um, but I'm already really excited about what this is. It's it's definitely gotten me to scratch my head a little bit. It kind of goes back to the whole, okay, in the very beginning when I designed a product, I had all these wish lists um, and learning or figuring out how to place those things together. Um, it's uh, it's uh, something that I'm currently working on. So, But I'm super excited. So I love for people to sign up, check it out. Um, but yeah. And look at all the beautiful bags. They're like forever bags. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we are going for. It's more classically designed. Yeah. Um, and very transitional. I love it. Lisa, thank you. No, thank you for having me. This, this is a pleasure. This has been great. I'm so excited. I finally got to talk, talk, talk to you. Yeah. Next time it will get, the next time we do this, it'll be in real life though. We'll like, yeah, we'll like no, hang, hang. we'll have to make it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa, so much. Um, Everybody out there, you've been listening to Mishmash. Have a wonderful day and we love you all. Bye.